Hi, this is Brooke Lurie, and this is the Brooke Lurie Podcast. With me, as always, is my good friend and producer, Ari David. Always a pleasure. We have been talking at length about um, the way that uh, so many people look at the world and they refuse to see the facts in the world. Um, we call many of them liberals. Um, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, a lot of us, you don't have to be a liberal to, to be intellectually lazy. Uh, you don't have to be a liberal uh, to not think things through. Uh, but it turns out that so many liberals, not all of them, but so many of them really exhibit a profound uh, ignorance, or, and, and I think an attended ignorance in many ways because of the association game. And we've talked about this before in previous podcasts. Liberal by association was one of them, um, where we talked about how the liberals love that whole thing. Um, because they, they hearken back to a professor that they really respected. They know that he was liberal, and they just, in their mind, they wish that 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 liberal, uh, that liberal professor were right there with them right now so that he would, you know, they would just turn on the on button for that professor and he would start yammering away about how wrong you are on your ideas of global warming, minimum wage, reducing taxes, and so on. He would show you the what for, <laughs> but he's not there. That, that's the way it is. You know, big, you know, sick big brother on you, you know, a little, not, not big brother. In big Orwellian. intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. Big intellectual. <laughs> not the, not the big brother in the, or, or uh, in the Orwellian sense, but you know, like a big brother, like literally a big brother, like I'm in second grade and, and here's my sixth grade br- uh, br- brother. And you know, you treat me like crap. Well, I'm going to say that's, that's the way they view it. Can right? I just say the name that came to mind that made me laugh All so right. hard? Big brain. I'm going to sick big brain on big you. Brain on you. Big brain. Yeah, I right. don't have big brain, but he does. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> if he was here, his brain would cook your brain's brain. That's right. Yeah, it's like it's like when when kids talk about um, their fathers, right? So I mean, my father is stronger than your father. He could beat your father's ass. <laughs> Kick your father's ass. Yeah, but your son will say, "Really? Well, my father will sue your father for everything he's got." That's true. <laughs> All right, but let's let's let's. Right. Sorry. <laughs> we probably should edit this out, but I, I got a feeling you won't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our listeners await. Well, they know you're a lawyer. They, okay? it's, they, a, it's a are, lawyer joke. Okay. Our, our, our listeners await substance. All right. <laughs> and we must deliver. Okay. Because, by golly, they pay a lot for this podcast. Oh, wait a minute. They don't pay a dime. <laughs> don't tell them that. That's right. Oh. Want them to value it. What's this? You, you mean to say they haven't been paying us for our services? Okay. Look, um, we, uh, it, it's about the way that so many people fail to think, right? And they, they throw out these huge expressions and ideas. And they say, for example, that the rich should pay more for the taxes, right? So, or that the minimum wage should be very high because that's good for the economy or whatever it is. Okay. I found that a very effective way, not the only way, but a very effective way to talk to such people is to say, okay, let's imagine a world in which exactly what you want occurs. Okay? Let's say um, that taxes are as high as you want them. How would you like it? How high would you like to be, Mr. Liberal? Oh, 95%? Okay. Let's imagine that wonderful world that you're asking for. Okay. How does that look like? What, what is going to be the impact of that world? 
please tell me, go. And then they'll say, well, you know, there'll be a lot of services and such like that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. For, for, the, for about five minutes. What happens after the, when, when people say, I'm not going to invest in my company anymore. I'm going to go to a, a far better tax-friendly country than America. You, in other words, what I'm trying to say is you hold up to, to a, a mirror to their ideas. A mirror to their ideas. And, and maybe that's what we should call this podcast. I don't know. A mirror to their ideas. But you could do the same thing with abortion, for example. Um, a, a few podcasts ago, Ari, you and I talked about how everyone in America, not just the conservatives, but the liberals as well, should be queasy about the idea of abortion. You, you liberals should want to live in a country that's queasy about the notion of abortion. You should want this debate. And, uh, and, and again, holding up the mirror to the issue, imagine a world where nobody felt the slightest twinge about abortion. Right? Just, just go ahead. I mean, forget about being pro-choice, pro-life pro, uh, for now. Just for now, okay? You, perhaps you're a liberal that really believes in, in choice for women. Great. Okay. Now imagine an America where abortion is so much the law of the land, and culturally, it's everyone thinks of a fetus, even all the way up to nine months, as no more than a cockroach. It has no rights to exist. Uh, up to until it's actually born. Then, you know, it has some right to exist. Okay? Imagine that world. Okay, are you, you good with that? Would that be okay, your world? Well, I don't know, maybe six months. Okay, whatever your cutoff is, Mr. Liberal. What is that cutoff? Oh, I'd say, uh, you know, five months. Okay, so let's live in the world where abortion on demand, nobody's squeamish about it. No church is even squeamish about it. No priest is, is squeamish about it. Everyone agrees with you that it's a cockroach. What are the impacts upon society when that happens? Doesn't that mean that we have a callousness toward life? Do you think it will only apply to the five-month-old uh, embryo, this callousness, or will it extend beyond that? Ask yourself that, Mr. Liberal. See, I that's part of the reason why I became anti-abortion. I used to think that it was, uh, it was no more than just a, a, a sack of cells. But I began to, to understand that there was value to the squeamishness, that there was some good that they were doing. It, it, they were elevating life. In the same way we talked before about liars always lie, right? Mean people are always mean. Lazy people are always lazy. Things of this nature, right? It, and going back to the honesty thing, it's very rare that somebody is a liar in one area and then wonderfully honest in all other areas, right? And the same thing is true when it comes to the abortion thing. You can't, as a society, and I'm, I'm talking about it as a society, not an individual, this society, this imaginary society that we would have where everything up to five months is no more than a cockroach, and then at the same time say that life is precious outside the womb, in every other respect. It ain't going to happen like that, my friend. This, the callousness, just like the liar, always lies. The callous will always be callous. Think about that. It's very important, right? And uh, 
likewise a minimum wage. I mean, you can, you, all, all the issues, the standard issues of the day. Um, if, if you were to ask the liberal or the, the person who holds that position, liberal or not, ask about what the world would look like. What would be the, not just the consequences of their belief system, but what would it look like and what would it mean? And so, I mean, for example, what would it look like if, if America were not the policeman of the world, right? Okay, we'll, we'll give you that now, Mr. Liberal. We're going to give you that. And here's the mirror up to your issue, your desires, which is a world without America as the boss. Okay, here you go. What's going to happen? Right? I mean, you and I know the answer. Cacophony, power abhors a vacuum, as they say. Russia or China will step in. Probably China. Uh, bad things will happen. But do you really think that everyone will just kind of agree to just kind of float around and I mean, you know what it really struck me? I was actually watching, um, not Cosmos, but another, um, I think the universe. And it struck me that during the great um, creation of the solar system, there's all sorts of debris all over the place, right? But every little piece of rock has its own gravity. And then eventually, a slightly bigger rock commands more gravity, right? So it pulls in another small rock. And now that it's bigger, it has more gravity, combined gravity. So it pulls in more rocks, more rocks, more rocks, more rocks. And then finally, something like the earth is formed. That's how it worked. And that's no different than the way power is, isn't it? Right? It's, it doesn't, we don't, we're not going to just stay a bunch of rocks floating around on, in the political universe, the political solar system. It doesn't work that way. Some country will gather more gravitational mass and power and compel uh, and project power accordingly. That's the way it works. But I didn't want to drill down on that issue. It's just, but it's, do, do you understand the analogy? It's, it's, it's quite simple, really, and very straightforward, I think. But it's so naive to think that somehow we'll all agree to be as powerless as and insignificant as, let's say, uh, Singapore. That all the rocks will just remain static. That it's all the people static. will just stay in their chessboard positions that they occupy today and never make a move. Right. No one will ever, you know, draw their sword as it were. Nope. Nobody will be, you know, hungry for power. There, there won't ever be somebody who will rise to that occasion. No, no. Won't ever have a Putin. You know, just won't happen. But of course, oh, that's right. It's happening. So... Uh, you won't have an Ahmadinejad or Omani or, or any of those the bad guys. It's, it's just you certainly won't have an ISIS. Why would anyone take over Iraq just because we're not there? We left. Right. Uh, we're not threatening anyone. That's right. Everyone we gave will, them their oil. That's right. We we just we they should have just assumed their static position that they were uh, in, in before. And uh, oh, so, so we just can't understand it. Why are they possibly moving in? I I don't get it. This is just that defies our common liberal sense. Okay, um, same thing with just about every issue you could think of. And then it, it dawned on me, and we, you and I were talking about this uh, just before the podcast, about atheism and how the class, and I talked about this on the, on, the, on the show the other day, on the Sunday show, and I really wish I had more opportunity to talk about it, and, I, and I'm going to talk about it now. This notion of how atheists will, many of them believe that there is no God 
In fact, are sure that there's no God because there's evil in the world. You know, the Holocaust happened. Uh, terrible tortures happened. Yeah, that famous story, I believe it was from the Holocaust, where some victim of the death camp sees some horrible atrocity. I don't know what, but you can imagine. Among the so many. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, where are you, God? Where are you, God? And yeah. it's one of the great arguments for atheism. Ever. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's totally, you know, understandable, but not logical for the reasons we're about to say. <clears throat> uh, and then there's, of course, there's Stalin and his henchmen and what Pol Pot did and the horrible horrors of history as well. It, it's not a good history, but there's also a lot of good that came out of it. I call it Christianity and Judaism. A lot of great things came out of, out of uh, uh, both of those. But, of course, history is much more interested in the salacious stuff, right? So that's what you see. But that's a, that's a question of salience. That's a question of perspective. I'm not getting into that right now. But the atheists will say this to you. How can there be a God when there's so much evil in the world and in history and so on? How could God have allowed Cain to slay Abel right. all the way up to Hitler? That's right. Okay. So let's go back to our analogy, our our. our a thought experiment, as it were. The rule with liberals. Right, if the rule everything with liberals. was like this, what right, would it right. be? We'll hold up the mirror to them and say, okay, presto, pronto, we are now going to have your world. Presto, okay? pronto, you're a lousy magician. It's abracadabra, but I digress. Abracadabra. Okay. Presto, presto. <laughs> presto, presto. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you hold up a mirror to the world, and I'm now going to present to you the world with the God that you demand, the God that doesn't allow that kind of evil, that evil to exist. No Hitler, no Paul Pot, yes, no Yes, it's impossible. It's, no Spanish position. It's impossible for a Hitler to arise because he's made, you understand, uh, all of our brains collectively impo- incapable of raising a gun, let's say incapable of thinking uh, thoughts on the scale that Hitler thought. Or refusing to buy Hitler's art when he was an art artist. So Hitler became an artist instead of a dictator or something like that. Any way you want to configure it. I'm not, the, I'm not even going there. I'm simply yeah. saying that he's made it impossible for Charles Manson to think the way he did, for Hitler to think the way he did, for Stalin to think the way he did, and so on. It, it, okay, boom. There you go. You got it. Okay. Now, now we have that world. Hang on. Hang on. And he's literally making it impossible for us to even think about, let's say, choking somebody's neck. Okay, forget about guns. Because, you know, guns would never be invented, right? Because that's, that connotes violence and a need for it. Okay. So there would there be no weapons of any kind. And uh, we all live blissfully. Okay? So that's the world. Okay? Would you, st- would you now be willing to accept God because of this world? And the atheist responds, Thinking about it for a second or two, wondering whether he's falling into a trap, because he is. <laughs> and he says, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that. That that would make me feel like there really is a God. And then you say to him, but wait a minute. If God has made that kind of evil impossible, then you would not have even entertained the idea of that possibility. You would not know what murder is, right? So you would have to recalibrate what evil is. The things that you think are 
uh, that you think are evil today would not be considered, it wouldn't be even in the bulwark whatsoever. It wouldn't be part of our nomenclature. So different things would take on the appellation of evil. For example, the fact that uh, you got fired from your job. Why, why stop at murder, right? Why not say that you got fired from your job, that was evil for the, for the employer to fire you? Or that uh, the lady at the bakery who looked at you funny, and she thinks that you're, uh, you're a B-I-T-C-H. Or didn't bake a cake for your gay cousins who want to get married. Yeah, okay. Or That's the cop evil. who gave you a speeding ticket, or the parking enforcement who gave you a yeah. parking ticket. Right. Or that, I think I said earlier, or that shoelace that came undone and dragged across the men's room floor past the urinal drippings. Yeah. The, great, the greatest crime would be, oh my gosh, you know, he... He, he didn't tie his shoelaces. Oh my, and it will be reported today in the news. You know, John Smith uh, didn't have his shoelaces tied. And uh, he tripped. Oh, my God. Day oh my 58 God. <laughs> of the great shoelace scandal. Right. It would eventually descend to this. And that would be considered. And, and the atheist would then, it would then be a world where the atheist would say, how can we live in a world where shoelaces can remain untied. Yeah, once the atheists you're talking about in the original world is transported into the new wonderful world and lives immersed in it, his atheism, being a persistent constant, will inevitably come out recalibrated to judge God's lack of presence because all these horrible atrocities happen that have just been, right. you know, and, and de, uh, de, uh, charged of their horrendousness by perspective. That's right. It's all recalibrated, right? And, and now we would descend it very quickly to the shoelaces example. But please understand, dear listener, that we're not, we're not mocking the situation. But that's what it inevitably, inevitably it would be. We would say, first of all, well, okay, we got rid of all the killings like Hitler and Stalin and such. And, uh, and, and even serial murderers, okay? So we'll, we'll get rid of all those. And then, but then we have rapes, right? And violence, things like that. Okay, so then that would become the new evil because that's the only evil that, that would possibly exist at that point. And then the atheist would say, well, how can we live in a world where rape and um, torture and, and physical violence can happen? Or where men treat objects like women. Women like objects. Oh, uh, yeah. women like objects. So, so but, but bear with me. So, 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 so then we say, okay, now we shave that off too. We say, okay, well, that, that evil doesn't exist now either. Okay, so now you can't do murder. You can't. Uh, rape or, or do physical violence or torture. Okay, great. So now, okay, well, how can we live in a world where people steal things from each other, right? Okay, so we get rid of theft. Yeah, also. how could God create a world where people steal? Right, how, yeah, that's right. How could God create it? I don't want to live in your world where, where the, I don't want to believe in a God that would allow theft to occur. Okay, so we get rid of that. Okay, well, I don't want to live in a world where, where people can, can say insults to each other, Okay. And you see where I'm going, folks? I don't want to live in a world where little Bobby and little Jimmy play tag and, okay, and right. Bobby trips and skins his knee. That's in right. other words, you could do this infinitesimally. Right. You basically have proven QED, Barack Lurie, who's smarter than all of us, yeah. that those who don't believe in God now would never believe in God no matter what alterations to the, the material world are made right. to prove in deference to prove God's existence. That's right. In other words, God can't even give you enough concessions That's right. to get you to believe in God. You keep on shaving, and bear with me on this, you keep on shaving away what is evil, 
and you keep on redefining it all the time, but it'll never stop. And that's why we got eventually to the untied shoelaces example, because that would be considered the ultimate evil at one point in a world where everything else has been wiped out or made impossible to be evil. And because that's all there is left, right? So you would consider that to be evil. And you would say, how can we live in a world where God allows people to walk around without tying their, without, with, with untied shoelaces? How could they, how could God let, you know, somebody to, to, uh, to walk around and, and, and get cavities in their teeth? That is just not the God that I wanted, I choose to believe in. So, and forgetting, of course, all along the way, all along the way, all the good that God provides, right? Just ignore that. Because that, that is ultimately the, the, the main reason to believe in God. And now that we've kind of gone through this intellectual thought experiment, right? Now let's imagine ourselves all of a sudden to where we are. Let's go back to reality, where unfortunately murder and mayhem is out there. Now that we're here, maybe, maybe that there is a dividing line, that God has made it impossible for us to do certain things. Maybe there is some level of, of things where um, there, God will intervene. And maybe he has intervened. But one thing we do know is that the world is also full of good. There are tremendous, tremendously good people out there that are day by day saying the, the little thank yous. How can I help you? These are the, the, the most powerful people in the world because they can influence people one after the other. And the atheist, you need to to go through this intellectual process and ask yourself, will, would the world ever be good enough for me to believe in a God? And then, you know, ironically, if you got to that point where God basically wouldn't allow us to even go outside for fear that we might be run over by a car, right? Or not even to go on a bicycle or to use your example of, of playing tag in the, in, in the playground because we might skin our knee get an infection, for example. If, if we get to that point, then, then there's almost no point in believing in a, in a God because there's no free will. And there's no life. There's no life. So you wouldn't even have the, the ability to, to engage in the intellectual exercise to even believe in a God in the first place. And you'd certainly never pray because there'd be nothing to pray for. Yeah. All your problems solved. Yeah, good point. Talk about intellectual laziness, right? It would, it, it, it would be nothing to, to even be thankful for because there would be nothing. And, and we, we talked on the Sunday show about how, you know, an ugly person would feel there should be no God. There is no God because, you know, as long as there's some people who are ugly compared to certain pretty women, well, then I don't want to be that. That's not fair. All women should be pretty, which by definition would mean that not, none, no women are pretty, right? If everyone looks the same, there's, there's, no, there's no such thing as, as, uh, as beauty. Yeah. You can't have beauty without ugliness. And they don't realize the foolishness. You can't have, you can't have uh, wealth without poverty. Yeah. You can't have uh, smart without dumb. I mean, it, this is the way it works, folks. And, and you can't have good without evil. But what they want, they want it all. They want, it, they want a world that is entirely good. And, and yet, a world that's entirely good wouldn't be good at all. There would be no, no reference point. And then when you ask them what is evil, they say, well, I'm not to judge. And then you can easily, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, right? I do know. I and do then know. you turn around and say, well, then what's good? How can you judge that? And you know what's so funny? You could almost make the argument that the opposite of 
of God is nothingness, if you will. Sure. So by them arguing that there is no God, they're saying because so certain uncomfortable things going all the way up to atrocity have existed, they're essentially now making the argument that that is proof that uh, the, that the entire universe was essentially created by the devil or the anti-life force. Right. Opposite of God. Right. But to acknowledge that that must have created the universe, this nothingness, is also to acknowledge, if you will, that there must be God because what would have created that nothingness? I see. It becomes yeah. – you, you know, in our last episode, you talked about self-referencing sources. Right. They create a self-referencing source – Explanation where they constantly ignore the source. Right. I, I, I like it. Um, it. It is it is a difficult challenge for the liberal. Uh, very difficult. And you, you need to ask yourself, okay, well, what do I want my world to look like? Do, in other words, be careful what you want. You just might get it. Right? If, or or what, would the, what, the, what would the world look like if, if I achieve what I want or what I demand? out of, a God, of, of this world. In other words, that God needs to provide all the goodness that I want to, without any of the bad, right? What, what they really want, Ari, is they want to be able to eat a Snickers bar and not get fat. That's what they want. You with me on this? You, you mean 20,000 Snickers bars. I, I, I mean, it, yeah, I mean it metaphorically, <laughs> yeah. A Snickers bar and as, many, as much as they like. They, 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 they want that world. Um, only goodness can come. And that's, that's their vision of God. God has just put us on the planet in order to just please us day well, in and day out. Yeah. And, 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 and that's like a, a parent. It, you know, they would never apply that, that very reasoning to their own children, right? You would never, I mean, you and I have wonderful young children. We would never for a moment say, hey, um, let me walk for you. <laughs> All day long. Yeah, you just lay there. Hey, yeah. don't worry about reading, writing, talking. Yes. I'll do it all for you. Yeah. I, you should have no challenge whatsoever in your life. You should never make a mistake. Oh, no, 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 no. You, put away your erasers, <laughs> dear child. Uh, you don't need them because I want to I prevent you from making any mistakes. And I'm, I'm here to make sure that you never have to worry about a challenge in your life. Never fall. Never do anything wrong. That's the last thing I want you to do. I don't want you to skin your knee. I don't want you to get a cavity. I don't want you to get in, in a fight with a bully. I don't want you to, uh, uh, to, to discover that you're not good in football. I don't want that. I, I don't want you to, uh, to understand that uh, learning a language, a foreign language is hard. I, I can't handle that. I want to be the best parent I can for you. I, that's all absurd, right? Everything I've just said. Yeah, is since I know how to walk, I'll do it for you, basically. Yeah, yeah. And but that's what they expect of God. Well, I, you know, I need to challenge you on something because I think they want two things. I, I don't disagree with you that they do want that, but I think they want something more that is even more nefarious and, if you will, evil. They don't care if the world has a Hitler or pain. Some of them, I mean, sort of. We're both we're sort of talking from a high level, so we are admittedly brushing with a broad brush here about liberal progressive kind of mindsets. And granted, not every individual liberal thinks these things congruently. But I think the the what it comes down to is even with a world with pain and evil in it, they just don't want God to have created it. Yeah. That that is that is for sure. Um 
and we talked about this before in a previous podcast where, you know, the Where's the Monkey podcast, I believe it was, where the scientists will, will stare at all these facts that more and more demonstrate that, that there had to be a designer behind this. They don't have to call it God, but a designer was there designing all this, that it works too much in, in, in harmony with everything else, and that you take out the slightest nuance out of it, and there would be no universe at all in the first place. Uh, and, and, and there would be, let alone life. Um, it's, it's just, it's so un, un, uncanny about this thing. But, they, but, I, but I'm, I really, I'm talking about holding up the mirror. And one by, I think we've, we've blown apart the atheist, at least on this one argument. Um, because there are, there are other atheist arguments. Not very effective, by the way. But this argument, you know, this is, you know, Dennis Prager likes to say that um, the believer has to explain why there's evil in the world. And the atheist has to explain everything else, which I like. I like that, that, that quote, uh, but I think we've explained it. I think we've explained it very well. Because just like that famous phrase, I'd rather let 10 guilty men go free than one, send one innocent man to, jail, to prison. I'd, I'd rather have all the evil in the world than to take away our free will. How do you like that? Well, with that, my friends, I think we're going to wrap it up because I hear the music playing. This is Barack Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah.